Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to the DCAU Review, bonus episode number two. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me is our other host, my good brother, and the gentleman who runs our Twitter page. That's right, it's Liam. Liam, happy holidays to you. Yeah, happy holidays. Hope uh, all of our all of our listeners and friends in the United States had a lovely Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, if you're a Canadian, then I hope uh, your Thanksgiving in October was nice. And uh, to the to the to the rest of the world, uh, you know, happy Friday. Yeah, there there you go. Well, here, of course, in the U.S., it is what we call Black Friday, uh, and we figured, what better time than when people are out doing their starting their Christmas shopping and going out? What what is the what is the biggest thing that uh, that people start looking at, especially when you have children uh, this time of year? It's toys, of course. And uh, Liam and uh, Liam, you and I both have a special place in our heart. We are both collectors of toys, and uh, to this day, still have. Uh, collecting I, I think you're you don't quite have the real estate uh space that i have uh, to uh, to at, at this time but i imagine once once that happens uh, you, you'll you'll start uh going down that same path that i have which is just man it's hard to stop it's hard to stop <laughs> collecting collecting things because there's so many cool items out there but uh narrowing things down narrowing the scope down today we are going to talk about some of the best dcau toys of all time yeah and, and as always if we if we do any kind of list uh, well i say as always we've only ever done one other uh, bonus episode but uh you know we're not we're not saying definitively these are these are the ten or in this case because we each have our own list the twenty greatest toys ever or anything it's just our personal favorites and uh, ones that either have a special place in our hearts from when we were kids or or ones that we just really appreciate now as uh, as adults who still uh, who still collect and obviously uh, still love the DCAU so. You know, comic books and cartoons and, and action figures and other merchandise like that have always kind of gone hand in hand. If you go back to, you know, the the Mego figures, the you know, the original that were more doll like to the, you know, the superpowers line, which was so huge with the all the different incarnations of the Super Friends shows and uh, you know, going forward with like the the Batman the live action Batman movies and all that. Uh, you know, action figures and, and DC comics and specifically in, in our case today, the DCAU review have always gone hand in hand. Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess we will start at the very beginning. Now, you, of course, you touched you touched uh, briefly on the different incarnations and certainly the Super Friends uh, had their own incarnation of figures loosely related. They were the Super Powers collection, which, of course, there was eventually, I believe, a Super Powers cartoon. But it was you know loosely based on that Super Friends cartoon. And uh, it certainly had quite the array of figures. But it, really, until... 
Batman the Animated Series came out, there wasn't a, a property of cartoon figures to be made. So, of course, the, with the boom of Batman towards the end of the 80s with the live-action Michael Keaton Batman movie and then Batman Returns, there was just an influx of Batman stuff um <laughs> batman was batman was everywhere and action figures were a huge part of that renaissance uh, initially toy biz making some of those batman figures and then eventually uh kenner uh who would eventually be bought out by hasbro is uh takes over the batman line in the early 90s and they they start with their batman returns line which quickly on its heels uh came the what could arguably may be made as the best action figure line of all time, which is the Batman, the animated series figure line. So uh, a lot of those guys take, uh, I think there are a lot of spots, at least on my personal list from the, from that particular series that are near and dear, but of course it, it traveled on. And when Superman, the animated series came out, uh, Kenner slash Hasbro began making figures based on that cartoon. And then, Moving forward into the Batman Beyond era, Hasbro continued to make figures from that and then all the way up through Justice League and Justice League Unlimited where Mattel uh, eventually took over the license and uh, historically got the master license to begin making some of these characters that uh, that had never been seen before in animation form and certainly we never thought we would see figures of uh, really branched out. And we eventually ended up getting pr every superhero that made an appearance in the justice league or justice league unlimited cartoon made into an action figure which is just absolutely mind-blowing uh it's but wild, uh, man it's crazy it's crazy that every every single superhero from that series got made so uh really really awesome but uh yeah so uh i guess what we'll do is we'll just go back and forth sort of volley for serve here liam and uh i'll let you since you're younger uh, i will let the younger go first uh let's start our with number 10 on our list of the our favorite DCAU toys of all time. Yeah, number 10 for me is the Kenner Crime Solvers The Creeper action figure from Ooh. 1998. Uh, obviously, The Creeper only ended up appearing in one episode of the new Batman Adventures. That being Beware the Creeper, he ends up coming back in Justice League Unlimited later on. But uh, I always just thought this the figure is just so spot on. You have the the look, it, they really nailed the look of it, the the green hair, the it's really, really well put together. They have like a, a rubber piece to represent like his, his feather boa that he wears in that episode. And they just really, really nailed that, that, uh, that figure, I thought. Yeah, that that figure, the likeness as far as being spot on for the artwork. And there are there are some of these figures that you you kind of have to squint a little bit um, <laughs> or you have they, they take some some license. Maybe if you go back to the original Batman, the animated series set, uh, the Robin that they used, the mold that they used for Robin was actually a mold for a Robin made for the Batman returns line. So his yes. actual costume looks nothing like it's the same colors, but it looks nothing like the actual costume seen in Batman, the animated series. So you had some of those times where they fudge things. Then of course, being a children's toy series, you get into these costumes that never make appearances in the cartoon <laughs> uh, with wild colors and wild functions and, and stuff like that. And, and those, Things certainly have near and dear places in our hearts, but when they nail a an incarnation like that of that that shows spot on show for show, you line it up right next to what you're seeing on the live action cartoon, or not the live action cartoon, but on the cartoon, um, it's always a always a great uh, it get, gets extra juice for me. I think definitely. 
All right, so my number 10, and uh, because this is our list and this is our bonus episode, we get to make up the rules here. So uh, we're gonna I'm going to bend the rules, actually, with my first number 10, and that is there's actually a shared spot here at number 10. <laughs> uh, so number 10 is shared by two figures from the classic Batman the Animated Series. One actually is from the Batman Mask of the Phantasm series, that being Jetpack Joker. Uh, Jetpack Joker, yes, who is a classic figure it was actually the first joker figure that i ever had as a child so this figure is actually somewhat based on his appearance at the end of batman mask of the phantasm which if you aren't familiar with it why haven't you watched it yet and if uh, <laughs> if you are interested in hearing our review on it you can check out dcaureview.com where you can go back in the archives and hear our episode eight that covers mask of the phantasm but uh towards the end of that that uh, movie he straps himself into this jet pack and flies around <laughs> uh and uh the figure itself while it doesn't match up exactly to the appearance in batman mask of the phantasm was always just a classic uh it was a classic figure for me i, I loved it loved the joker's look he's got some like air uh some sort of like straps on him that that mimic uh you know somebody in military uniform or something like that he's got the tall boots as if he was an airplane pilot and uh, he has even has a removable air air uh, captain's hat from like those <laughs> 1930s era airplane pilot hats with the goggles on top of it that uh, that gave it its own own sort of unique thing. And it even has this little uh, capture device, this little green tube thing that you were supposed to stick Batman's head in, which was looking back at it now is pretty morbid. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it. Jetpack Joker is a uh, is a classic in my book, and then uh, tied for that, another uh, another another figure representing uh, air air battles, I guess. I, I don't know battles in the sky, and that would be Skydive Batman, who uh, who is just has a near and dear place in my heart because he was the second Batman figure we ever had, and he has this this function. And nowadays, children's toys are so advanced and do so many unique things that it's I think it's it's hard to appreciate things at the time, but uh, I loved the idea of being able to drop your action figure off of a high place point and have him parachute in someplace. And that's yeah. what Skydive Batman does, even though his uniform is bright neon orange, <laughs> and, which goes against everything that that the Batman costume is supposed to be. It's bright neon orange. It has these black <laughs> straps on it. But he comes and he comes with this mylar, quote unquote, parachute that you were supposed to tape to this backpack that had like 5000 straps strings attached to it and uh you know, the strings got all tangled and tied and it worked about a quarter of the time because the figure itself was really heavy compared to the mylar parachute with the batman logo on it but uh skydive batman has a place in my heart and i actually recently went out and repurchased it to have it mint on nice. card and uh and place in my my batman cave uh and uh, to, to display it with my Batman animated series collection, because it is such a classic thing. It has that nostalgia, nostalgia feeling to it. I remember when my dad brought it home, he bought it at Kmart. That's, that's how long ago <laughs> it was. Bought it at Kmart. It was probably $4 or something like that at Kmart. Right. Brought it home and, and we used to drop it off. We had a ban a, uh, in our hallway from our banister. We drop it down the stairs to the, the first level and just, just all the nostalgic feels for that. So jetpack Joker, Skydive Batman, my number ten. Yours? Yeah, that's uh, for so that's that's a great. Those are great choices. I, I love the Jetpack Joker because it does so faithfully, for the most part, recreate uh, a pretty memorable part of 
of that Mask of the Phantasm movie. I always think it's cool when when a figure is is faithful enough, even though yeah, maybe there's some functionality like the like the noose for Batman or whatever that isn't uh, isn't quite what happened in the movie. But uh, I, I always appreciate something that that kind of helps helps you recreate a, a specific scene from a from a movie like that or a, an episode of the show. It was called the capture nozzle, by the way. Ah, capture <laughs> nozzle. It looks like a giant vacuum, like a sort of like a lampshade that uh-huh. you just shove Batman's head in. It's very strange. Very good. Uh, moving on to my number nine. This is, a, I think, maybe the the dark horse choice for me. But uh, when we were when we were kids, certainly uh, uh, we had a lot of the when they had the twelve inch GI Joe figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fans of those Snake Eyes, Duke, some of those other oh, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome, just awesome figures. I remember being very upset when I was <laughs> when we were kids because uh, my uh, because our mom uh, popped the head off of our Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe and replaced it with like a Ken head <laughs> because our sister's uh, Ken doll had broken uh, for so no that reason. Was, yeah, it was, it was pretty frustrating, but uh, a big fan of the 12 inch figures like to play with them a little bit. And uh, so my number nine choice is the Kenner DC action collection, the 12 inch Batman and 12 inch Nightwing. I'm also kind of uh, sneaking two into one slot on a couple of my choices as well. So we were on the same page on that spot. But uh, yeah, mine around there, just, they're really, really cool. Uh, like I said, kind of G.I. Joe type figures. They had a lot of accessories that came with a bunch of like batarangs and Batman came with uh, the bat, uh, the grappling hook that you could fire. And it was like a big projectile. And uh, Nightwing came with, even though he didn't really ever use those in the show, kind of a weapon that he used a lot in the comics at the time, which are his, uh, his Eskrima, there's Eskrima sticks, and uh, also came mm-hmm. with uh, his his like Nightwing Nightwing orangs. I don't I don't know if we ever got a Nightwing <laughs> stars, Birdarangs, but they were shaped like the Nightwing orangs. Uh, Birdarangs, right. I think, is what they called them in the Teen Titans show, so that's what I'll call them. But I always Close loved enough. that series. I think that the series also eventually had a a, a Joker, a Robin, and a Batgirl made. But uh, the two Harley two Quinn we, too, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, the two that we had and that I played with the most certainly growing up were uh, were uh, the Batman and the Nightwing. They also they like they they had big plastic it's like plastic and rubber heads, but the costumes were were cloth goods. So it was like a really nice quality toys, and uh, they fit right in with uh, those twelve inch GI Joes that I loved playing with. So and even I think we had some twelve inch Star Wars ones as well. So it was kind of a weird eclectic group when I. Uh, <laughs> When I play with the big <laughs> ones, but it it does it does like I said it, it's it's a pretty special place in in my heart and uh, like I said because they fit in with some of those other twelve inch toys that I had at the time uh, they that those two uh, uh, are my number nine on my list. There you go. All right, so number nine on my list is actually one that came later in was strictly in the collector era for me. I was not playing with action figures at the time, uh, but that would have been the 2008 Mattel The Question figure uh, from Justice League Unlimited series. And uh, we have not had the opportunity yet to delve into the Justice League Unlimited series. We're still going through some of the Justice League episodes first on our episodes here at the DCAU review. However, uh, I can, I can let you know, spoiler alert. The question is my favorite character, maybe in the DCAU history. He (laughs) is just so good. And his arc, his arc that uh, takes place with the Cadmus stuff and his sort of, um, 
you know, his, his general distrust of everyone and his conspiracy theorists and, and even some of the, the romance angle with him and Huntress and the episode yeah. with him and Huntress and, and uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary is a, is a really, really fun episode. And I really, maybe my favorite Justice League Unlimited episode. Um, is that Double Date? Is that what that's called? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think Gail Simone wrote that one, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's a really really great episode uh, that um, I can't wait to cover once we once we get into Justice League Unlimited. But uh, this figure was so huge because initially when the Justice League figures came out, uh, as I mentioned in, in our intro, Mattel got what we call the master license. So back in the day, DC would sort of just license, and we're getting into the nerd weeds here, but uh, <laughs> DC would. DC would sort of just license uh, Batman or the Superman properties, and that was all that Hasbro or Kenner was really allowed to make. They weren't able to venture outside of the properties that they had there. It was Batman, it was Batman's rogues gallery, Batman's characters, and that was it. And there were certain uh, characters that they could not make. So then when the Justice League figures came out, it was super exciting. Uh, because it was like, oh, well, maybe we'll start to see some of these other characters come out. Um, but it turns out that even that had a limit on it because there were so many of these additional characters that DC had acquired over the years. And the question was one of them from other comic book companies that there were sort of rights issues with them where they couldn't get figures made of them for certain things. Captain Marvel was one of them, um, which is ironic now because you had a whole movie and the whole, whole merchandise and action right. figure series made of just his stuff. Uh, but he was, he was one of those figures and uh, blue beetle, um, and and the question was one of those figures. So there was just this iconic series of episodes, and especially this that one episode that just you love that character and, and made you fall in love with and appreciate that question character. But you had no action figure able to represent his time there, and there was almost no hope that there was going to be one made. And I remember, I think it was uh, probably at Toy Fair 2007 or something like that, they came out and they were they showed these images of all these new figures that they were releasing, and the question was 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 one that they had listed there and showed a picture of, and it was just I can remember just being obsessed with. Okay, I have to get this. <laughs> figure right and that was back back before the popularity of amazon and you know ebay's popularity was in full swing but hoping that you were going to find these figures on the shelf was really the only way that you could could nab them so hoping that you're going to find them hoping you're going to find them when they come out and hoping that somebody else doesn't snag it before you do um was kind of kind of your only hope at, at, at that time so being able to get this question figure in my hand and represent my favorite character from the justice league unlimited was uh was definitely great and it's a, it's a spot on lightness uh they did a great job with the colors there were some coloration issues in in some of those series where they actually had to go back definitely. and like, sort of reissue reissue some of those characters um but he's a spot on spot on looks spot on and and looks cool standing on your shelf next to your uh, your Justice League Unlimited figures. Yeah, and like you said, if you're a fan of the JLU and you want to immortalize arguably the biggest breakout character outside of you know the the original seven from the first series, uh, you know there there are very few characters in Unlimited who got a bigger chance to shine than the question. And yeah, especially as you said, when it felt like there was no hope to finally get that. Uh, get that figure made it was it was it's definitely awesome and definitely deserves a place on the list uh moving on for to sure my, yeah moving on to my number eight i once again have two figures in my slot because i couldn't pick one <laughs> um this is our this is our list liam we make the rules exactly it's, it's they're both tied for eight 
because uh, I couldn't decide which. I knew I wanted a Tim Drake Robin from the new Batman Adventures figure on my list, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't decide between my nostalgia for the Kenner line, that of course being the 1997 Kenner uh, Crime Solvers set, the Crime Fighter Robin, as the as the figure was called, that that first Tim Drake mm-hmm. Robin. Uh, new Batman Adventures toy that came out. I loved that toy. There's a bunch of different repaints of it that came, but that first one in, in the red and black suit, I love that costume. And uh, that was such a cool moment for me as a kid when I first got that toy. But I think my my adult brain was going, well, the 2015 DC Collectibles Robin, that new Batman Adventures Robin, is a way better figure it's it's better articulated the <laughs> likeness is closer to what he actually looked like in the show like the hair is the hair is better uh he comes with so many different accessories batterings the handcuffs that he uh wore in uh gosh i forget the episode it's the scarecrow episode but uh um so many... nothing it's not nothing to fear it's yeah i know which one you're talking about yes but uh fear itself maybe i don't i don't know but uh, it's the, that, that first new Batman Adventure Scarecrow episode where Scarecrow has the, the no-fear gas. And, uh, and Robin is like a huge part of that episode. And he has all these accessories, interchangeable hands, so you can pose him kind of in all these different, uh, you know, different ways. Comes with a nice stand so you can stand him up and display him. Never and fear. Never fear. Thank you very much. That was going to drive me crazy. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I could not decide between my nostalgia and my adult collector brain, and so I had to, uh, I had to, I had to make it a tie and, and give them both the eighth, eighth spot on my list. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I didn't actually put any of the DC uh, collectibles, DCAU figures on this list, just because I, I kind of wanted to keep mine. And you're absolutely entitled to do whatever you need to for your list. It's your list. Right. This is my list. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to keep it strictly nostalgic for those reasons, but that pretty much any one of the DC collectible <laughs> incarnations of these figures are going to top the originals. Like for, for the most part, I, I would say I would, I mean, nitpicky, um, there's, there's probably a couple that you can nitpick and say, but those DC collectibles figures are out of this world. Um, they're, they're, they've done it. I think there's probably one or two that you're kind of like, ah, I don't know about the likeness on this one or the poison Ivy that they did for Batman, the animated series has been pretty poo pooed mm-hmm. um, for a couple of reasons. But uh, for the most part, they nail the likeness on every single character that they did. And it's just a tremendous series overall. If you're, in collecting or if you are looking to get into collecting um, a lot of those figures are really affordable there are some that you're you would you're going to have to pay out the wazoo for uh, <laughs> if you want to add them so uh, you know full dis- full disclosure but I-, I would say if you're looking to get collecting they're great they pose really well and you can get a few of them if you just want to collect the Batman animated series you can or you just want to collect the new Batman adventures you can or you can combine them the Batman Beyond uh, they ventured into Batman Beyond and even even uh, Superman and and some of the Justice League as well but those are tremendously made figures and the likeness on on most of them are just really really great definitely all right 
So uh, my number eight, and remember we were talking about the top 10 DCAU toys uh, to to us. Uh, we're going to start at number eight for me, and that is going to be what I like to call another tie as well, Liam. Um, so I have, I have, I have two for this too. Hey, it's our list. We, we made it and I'll, I'll touch on them briefly. And it's actually the Batmobile. Uh, it's Ooh. actually two Batmobiles, both incarnations of the Batmobile, the 1993 Batmobile, Batman animated series, Kenner Batmobile, and then the 1997, uh, Knight Striker Batmobile. Uh, the cool thing about, so both of these are, are great. Both of them are spot on looks from the animated series. Uh, the classic Batman animated series, Kenner Batman, Batmobile uh, from the animated series. Just the design, that design of that vehicle itself. We haven't, I don't think we even really touched on that in our, on any of our episodes, but the design of the Batmobile itself, the original Batmobile is just so slick, so cool, instantly memorable. You can pick it out of a lineup and, um, and the, the, the way that Kenner molded this and sculpted it is just amazing. It's it's great. Uh, the only gripe that I have with this, which I thought that they did better in the Night Striker Batmobile, is they added a second seat. Um, you could only fit one figure in it, and that was always a big gripe. You know, Bat- the Batman Returns Batmobile that came out from in 1992 had two seats in it, uh, but they did not make another Batmobile with two seats until 1997, which is crazy uh, <laughs> because Batman and Robin both ride in the Batmobile. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. Um, but it, that's nitpicking. Either way, both of these vehicles are tremendous. I remember getting the Night Striker Batmobile for Christmas one year. And uh, the funny thing was they came with additional stickers that you could put on them to make them look I guess decorate them because it's a children's toy, so you can decorate right. them with stuff. But they really didn't even need the stickers on them, you know, for the most part. Um, it they they stood out and looked just tremendous and spot on. Like I said, incarnations from the episodes uh, that you were familiar with. I loved that the that the uh, actually the Kenner the original Kenner 1993 Batmobile had a function that you could take it out and and it became like a mini bat jet thing, which. Yeah had no sort of continuity or <laughs> never <laughs> took place in the cartoon, but it was a cool double function that added to the, added to the, the toy itself. Um, and of course that was released. Both of these were released multiple times in multiple different colors and stuff like that. Uh, but those two uh, were tied for my number eight for, for great Batmo Batmobiles. Uh, Cause you can't have Batman figures without a Batmobile. Of course that's yeah. Some of the vehicles and play sets, which we might, we might or might not get into later in our lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, are such such a big part of uh, of those shows, and I think that's part of the part of the imagination. When you're a kid is that you want to you want to be able to <laughs> recreate almost that entire opening, you know, thirty second Batman the animated series intro where it starts with the criminals doing wrong, and then Batman comes racing out in the Batmobile, and then he, yep. he shows up to fight him. So you you need the Batmobile to complete that scene. So of course, uh, love that choice. Moving on to my number seven. Uh, this is kind of a cheat because this is technically a re-release, but this is the one we had as kids, so that's why I chose it. It is a, uh, two, uh, it was a 1999 uh, Kenner slash Hasbro. This is after Hasbro had uh, absorbed Kenner, but it was a re-release of earlier Kenner figures, so I wasn't quite sure how to name this. But <laughs> is the Superman Superheroes versus Supervillains 4-pack. King Superman, kind of just a classic Superman, a super the Supergirl figure, which also had like a spacesuit with her, 
And yep. then something that we kind of seemed to lack and seemed to be, never be able to find when we were when we were kids, maybe when the Superman line was first coming out, which is two new villains from the Superman the Animated Series as it came yes. with Metallo and Bizarro. And uh, obviously those are two of the, the more iconic villains from Superman the Animated Series. We've covered a couple Metallo episodes, which you can find back in the, back in the archives at DCAUReview.com. Um and that especially, I think, but so the the whole set is cool. And it was, a, it was, I think it was one of those things I was kind of gifted to a couple of us. So like our sister got the Supergirl figure and then we, I think I got the Bizarro and, and maybe you got the the Metallo and then, you know, we all, we all kind of played with them together. So it's not like it was a real, right. this is mine and this is yours, but uh, just getting that for, I, but like I said, uh, even though these were re-releases of earlier, earlier figures, the, the one we got was this four pack and it was it was just so cool. And again, to, to kind of fill out that Superman rogues gallery a little bit better. And uh, the Metallo figure is, is so spot on. It has the plate that comes up and down where you can reveal the kryptonite uh, heart. And uh, Bizarro has like a weird wheel on his back where you can spin his arms. He came with like a tire or something that he yep. gets. So I don't I don't quite get all the accessories that Bizarro <laughs> came with. But, you know, you figure it's part of the car or something. He picked it up and threw it at Superman or whatever. Sure. But just it was just so cool to have uh, more uh, more representation for the DCAU villains in uh, that set. Because there weren't really a ton of Superman villains made for that Kenner line or slash eventually Hasbro line. Uh, There was a dark side. Yeah, that that made that whole set very hard. I mean, it seemed like you always had to have some sort of Batman crossover if you were playing because you were really lacking, like you said, or you, you, you know, use your imagination, use a, you know, I don't know, an an incredible Hulk figure as like monster of the week or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, it was really difficult because like you said, even I think part of the reason why they started doing those four packs, which if I'm not, not. I'm almost certain those were Toys R Us exclusives here in the U.S. At least, mm-hmm. um, they they started re-releasing them because those figures were so hard to find. And like I, I feel like the the Kenner Batman line did such a great job of sprinkling in those those villains when they re when they released those that initial wave of the Batman animated series figures. There was a Two Face, a Joker, a Riddler, a Penguin, and maybe one other vi- Scarecrow. Yeah, those those were all released in that. For, so you have five rogues right off the bat that you have available to get out there. The Superman set, it seemed like it was all variants of different Supermans in these costumes <laughs> that didn't didn't ever make an appearance or exist on the show. And then you had a you know you had a Superman here or there. Then eventually they put out Supergirl, and then eventually you know they put out Brainiac, and the Lex Luthor came in a suit that didn't ever appear. <laughs> show and uh it was very very difficult and like you said that then finding finding the villains i think just because they were so scarce when they came out that when people saw them they they picked them up and i think this is before like the collector age but still around that time where people would buy things up and in the hopes that they would be worth something or to you know sell them at comic book conventions or something like that but yeah, it was. It made that series a hard, a hard playable series uh, to to do with actual Superman villains. Definitely. All right, so we are on to my number seven, Liam. And speaking of villains, we are going to talk about what could arguably be. Um, I think this could honestly be anywhere from this spot 
down uh, all the way up to number one even. And that was Insect Body Mr. Freeze made by Kenner from the 1997 Mission Master series. I can remember exactly where we were when we found this. We found this in a Target here. And uh, I, I can remember the excitement that we had, we had because uh, Mr. Freeze, when he debuted in the new Batman uh, Adventures, he had a vastly different appearance and a whole new uh, way about him. And we have not covered that episode yet at DCA at the DCAU review. But uh, we, I mean, we allude to it and certainly learned about it in Batman Beyond. Mr. Freeze loses his gosh darn body. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah. a head. He's a head now. <laughs> and that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, and it was it's such a wild reveal cuz from my memory and again we haven't reviewed that one but it's pretty late in the episode uh where you find out it's kind of you it's not clear for most of the episode why he's now you know kind of re reinvigorated in this uh revenge plot and he's no longer motivated by his wife who's been cured since the Sub-Zero movie. And instead, he's just sort of angry at the world and wants to, wants to take away everything that anybody loves. And late in the episode, you find out that, well, it's because he has this the, the disease that made him put on the free suit has gotten to the point where his body degenerated. And yes, he's just ahead and he walks around on these <laughs> spider legs and it's so weird and creepy and such a striking design, and and as you said, it's you know instantly, uh, you know one of the more I think memorable redesigns of any villain for that new Bat- Batman Adventures line. And the the figure itself, as as you can attest to, is just so spot on. Oh, it's great, and it has the functionality because it comes with the spider legs, so you can take the head off the the Mister Freeze body, put it on the spider legs. The spider legs you can pose great posability with those. Comes with the freeze gun. He looks like the the new design of him. It's very very well sculpted and done. Um, you know, r- right up there with what we were talking about with the Creeper episode. You know, jumping right out of your your animated episode on your TV, and um, the fact that it came with the spider legs, that the head could be removed from the body you didn't have a separate figure or, or you know a separate incarnation of that that figure in order to, to bring that about really really well and even has a front plate that you can open up because in the in the show the the spider legs came out of the front plate of his his costume and right. um, or suit so the front plate opens up and you, there's actually detail inside of it that you can see some cybernetics and like like a, a spine almost through mm-hmm. there it the, the detail is just man out of this world that figure is 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 one of the tops from that from that redesign and, and that mission master series holds a that stuck around for a while and i believe contained yeah. they, they kind of lumped different uh, the comic movie and and the uh, animated series into that mission master series but seeing those on yeah. the shelves is super nostalgic and uh, that figure itself was man what a great great figure absolutely it's a that's a great choice and as you said, it could probably fit just about anywhere on, on either of our lists. So great yep. choice. And uh, moving on to my number six here. Would you believe it, Cal? Another tie. Uh, <laughs> the 1995 Kenner. Uh, well, here's the thing, Cal. When, when crime gets this big, you need the squad. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You need what? When crime gets this big, you need the squad, the Batman Crime Squad. Batman and Robin with rapid deploy techno capes. Plan strike Batman puts the hook on the evil Bane, but Bane is strong as steel. 
racing in comes Ski Blast Robin to stagger the beast. Now the squad takes to the air in the triple attack jet. Robin launches the attack drone, revealing air assault Batman, who causes pain, serious pain. When crime gets this big, you need the squad. The Batman Crime Squad with rapid deploy techno capes. Figures in triple attack jet each sold separately. These and other incredible Batman toys are available at a store near you. Yes, yes, in fact, we are talking about the Batman Crime Squad, one of the probably my favorite sets of, uh, of, of the Kenner Batman the Animated Series set, or I guess by this point it was Adventures of Batman and Robin. But um, this and that commercial that you just heard is a, is a very big, big part of our childhood. And uh, it played on all of those, uh, those Warner Home Video Adventures of Batman and Robin tapes that we've, uh, we've discussed on the shows before. So uh, just wa- and just loved these toys, but the two I'm picking here in my in my tie for number six are uh, the Bane figure, just because it's a really cool villain. As you mentioned, there's so many great iconic villains from from that series that got made into action figures, and yep. Bane was kind of one of the last ones that they hadn't made by this point. Yep, and so to get him. There's, there's, this would probably even be higher on my list. There are a few little things like in the, in the episode where Bane appears, which is called Bane. We haven't reviewed it yet, but we'll hopefully be getting to that down the line. For uh, sure. His, uh, his nose is exposed. Like, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a luchador mask, but the, the, the nose sticks out of the mask. Whereas on this figure, it's all white. So that's, and that's a minor thing. But it it does it does maybe take this down from it takes it down to number six on my list <laughs> instead of it being you know maybe number three or number two, um, and then tied with that I I wanted to pick the another figure from the Batman Crime Squad set that being Ski Blast Robin. Oh, and a classic. Yes, not and again not that this makes really any sense at all, but uh, <laughs> there was no no sort of outfit or or weapons used by Robin in the series ever that resemble this at all. But I just loved the figure. It's, he's in this like gray and black suit. And then he has this red harness that has these skis and the skis you can take off of his feet and fold up and they become like stingers that he can like attack yep. with. Um, it's a whack. <laughs> it's a very wacky, silly, you know, toy, uh, you know, something that a toy executive thought up. Um, I guess it doesn't really fit the Batman the Animated Series uh, <laughs> at all. Very silly, but I again that that just hits me so hard in the nostalgia, and I that was probably my favorite Robin of of the that original Batman the Animated Series run. Uh, I probably played with that one more than any other. So yeah, Bane and and Ski Blast Robin from the Batman Crime Squad are are my two uh, my two picks there. The fact that we can still quote that Crime Squad commercial <laughs> verbatim. I think says a lot about how what an impact those figures made in our lives and specifically that series of figures and that crime squad series went for a lot longer afterwards. And then they changed it. I think it became duo force and uh, it morphed into some other things. But one of the cool things about that too, is it was an opportunity that Bane figure when it was released was actually released under the original Batman, the animated series line, but same thing that, a lot of those villains, uh, villain issues they had were finding uh, people finding them in the stores. So it gave them an option to re-release that Bane because that no one was hotter as a character in like 1994, 1995 oh, than yeah. Bane. 
uh, fresh yeah, off this- the Nightfall storyline, and mm-hmm. then his incarnation showing up in in the Adventures of Batman and Robin was just huge. Um, yeah, I, I I dare say his popularity at that time probably rivaled the Joker. Um, Absolutely. And that was his only that was his only figure at the time. So uh, it, it gave gave Kenner the option to re-release that figure so quickly afterwards and put him in that that Crime Squad series. So uh, tremendous! All right, my number six, Liam, is going to be crime related as well, but the, it's not the Crime Squad. This is Crime Solver, and that's Crime Solver Nightwing from 1997. I, I believe we already touched on the Crime Solver Robin. Uh, but this was also from the new Batman Adventures and uh, featured that crime yeah. solver feature that we l- know and love. Uh, <laughs> what this was is they, the couple of the figures came with these red lenses that you would then hold up to various parts of the packaging or various parts of different figures that had uh, accessories that had these little things. And it revealed a picture when you did, I, I believe the Mad Hatter was one of them. The Joker was, was another, uh, but it was a really, I mean, it, the function itself was, it didn't have anything again, had nothing to do with Batman. Although I guess you could tie it to maybe those, the, the red crime goggles that Batman used in the original Batman, the animated oh, sure. series. Yeah. Maybe that's where the idea came from. But uh, back to this figure itself, this Nightwing figure was the first incarnation of the Nightwing figure uh, of Nightwing, the Nightwing character in the new Batman adventures. And I remember when these figures came out, really this whole set could be put on, could be put on uh, this list. <laughs> but uh, this figure in of itself because that nightwing character was so cool even though he's rocking a mullet like he's so cool it's dick grace and he's grown up he's no longer the you know the the happy-go-lucky sidekick uh he's serious he's kicking butt uh that that episode what is it uh you scratch my back from mm-hmm. the new Batman adventures uh, had probably already debuted. And we learned what a cool guy Dick Grayson <laughs> was and how he was able to swoop in and possibly steal Batman's love interest. That's how cool he was like, yeah. um, in, in being Catwoman, that being Catwoman, of course. Um, but, uh, the, the figure is spot on. The likeness is great. That crime solver, goofy crime solver functionality. Like you said, some toy executive <laughs> somewhere decided, decided it would be cool to, Hey, what if we got them to save the trash that surrounds the figures that, that, that right. come in and have some functionality on that? You know, kind of like how kids look at the, gro- the, uh, cereal boxes that they bring mm-hmm. home from the grocery store. What if we got them to play with the trash that comes with the figures? <laughs> Parents love that. Uh, but regardless, uh, the figure itself, again, these these figures are, are spot on incarnations of of their debuts, and when when that redesign happened, after having all those Batman animated series figures, getting getting the redesigned figures in these incarnations was a must. You had to go out there and get them because you couldn't play with, you know, your your Legends of Batman Nightwing figure with your <laughs> original Batman the animated series Batman because that's not what they looked like on the TV show. So you had to go out there and get the new incarnations of these. And, it was also uh, kind of as you mentioned, like the Bane this incarnation of Nightwing didn't really have a lot of figures or the, just the black suit with the blue logo. Correct. Like there was a, there was a night, the sort of the nightfall era with the yellow, with the blue and yellow suit had been made. And I think superpowers back in the day had made sort of the original Nightwing, the, the disco suit as it's called, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the sort of the, the, what, what anyone in modern times would call the Nightwing look, which is the, you know, just the all almost all black suit with just the blue bird across the chest and the shoulders. This was might have been the first at at the time, at least. I, but, I think so. 
uh, like I said, the only other ones I remember really at that time were the the, the Legends of the Dark Knight uh, Nightfall ones. So, yeah, yep. this was this was a huge deal at the time. And as you mentioned, he was such a standout character from the from the new Batman adventures. Yeah, it's a that's a great choice. Absolutely. All right. And moving on to my number five or halfway home here, uh, that would be the Kenner Superman series. That is Deep Dive Superman from 1996. Ah, this is actually one of the it. wacky suits that actually made it into the show. Although <laughs> this, this this is not quite a one for one recreation of the, the 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 diver suit that Superman wears in a few episodes. Sure. Of uh, Superman the Animated Series. That one had sort of a paler pa- uh, color palette. And uh, like the, I think the logo was sort of like a grayish color on the suit. But so it's not an exact replica, but it was a suit that was worn. So it's, you know, it's Superman in a diver suit. With the, it's like a green and yellow and, and black with the, with the big red S on his chest. Comes with a very cool like backpack piece that you could, uh, you could like pump air. Oh, it had a, it also had a water gun, which he also didn't use in the show, obviously. <laughs> but you had a you had a little jetpack. You could fill it, uh, or I guess it was supposed to be an air tank, but you filled that with water, and then connected the gun with a little with a little hose to it, and you could pump it, and it would pump water out of it. And that was that was always very cool. And then it had the obviously the diving helmet. But yeah, even though it isn't an exact recreation of the of the diving suit he wore in, in Superman the Animated Series, this is definitely one of. Uh, to me, was one of again one of the seminal Superman figures from that set because again, at least it represented something that actually <laughs> happened in the show. It's not like it's not a giant like laser weapon or something that you would never see Superman use. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's that was one of my main gripes. Looking back at that series now, is that how many accessories that Superman came with, or or things that figures that were designed that that made absolutely no sense like oh this <laughs> superman comes with a giant gun like what Wh- why why does Famous he come for with- using this- guns that superman <laughs> like this su- superman needs a car to, to but it also turns into a spaceship what <laughs> why why is it a car spaceship that's not a thing that never appeared right. on there this superman has uh has a capture net like what why is he capturing guys in nets no <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm with you though. That deep dive, having something that mimicked the appearance that he makes. Uh, there's a there's an episode where he goes diving with Maggie Sawyer. So there's the the episode that uh, being able to mimic that episode, and of course, playing with your action figures in the bathtub is always an, an added bonus. So absolutely, uh, having deep dive Superman there for your for your uh, playtime is is definitely a must. Um, all right, number five. Is that where we are? Number five. Yep. Um, number five for me is the 1997 eight pack rogues gallery from Batman. Ooh. It was actually the adventures of Batman and Robin released under that title, but it was, uh, basically this is a eight pack of figures. Now we talked about how difficult it was now that just because they released so many action figures or so many different villains didn't make it was, e- didn't make it easy for for people to find them uh, distribution problems, perhaps again, collectors buying them up because you had multiple choices of Batman and Robin on the shelves, but these characters being so iconic and, and some of them maybe for the first time in the incarnation of plastic, you made them 
popular and very hard to find. And some of them probably packed in shorter cases, uh, you know, in your distribution, you have maybe three Batman to one villain uh, per case stocked on a shelf, made it hard to find these figures. So back in, in 1997, what uh, Kenner decided to do is release this super eight pack that was uh, called the rogues gallery. And it, it had a very, uh, very cool look to it. It looks like the, the entrance to the, the GCPD. It says GCPD precinct on the front of it and it's made out of brick. And then you flip it over and it's got the silhouettes of each of the figures with a little biography for each of them. And then you open it up and inside you had Clayface, a scarecrow, man, bat, Joker, phantasm, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman, um, which all of those figures were re, uh, released previously with different paint apps, and these were painted a little bit differently. Um, the paint, the paint apps on them, I, I would say for the most part, didn't stay true to the the animated series itself. It was they did they didn't want to just straight re-release all of those figures in case it you know it appealed to additional people purchasing them, right. so they they give them the old. Oh, we'll put a different paint scheme on it, and this will encourage people to buy them and also give those people that didn't get them to begin with the opportunity to get them. So it sort of, I guess, adds a little bonus to it if you buy them. Oh, well, maybe you just needed two of the figures or one of the figures, so you get you get duplicates of the others, but at least they're painted differently. Um, but I remember getting this. I believe we got this for Christmas one year and, uh, just being able to fill out that rogues gallery because it was hard. I had jetpack. We had jetpack Joker. I remember that. Um, and I think we had a two face that we had gotten like at a thrift store, but, <laughs> and maybe a penguin we had found someplace else, a secondhand store someplace, but we didn't have a lot of the villains. So this being able to fill that out and, and the, you open it up, it, it folds sort of like a book with Velcro in it. You open it up and there's like jail, jail cell bars. And it, it was done really well. The packaging was really great. It looked cool. And then you were able to get these figures that you weren't maybe able to get on the, the initial release. And, you, you know, they came all at once instead of having to track them all down. Uh, ironically, uh, DC collectibles mimicked this later on uh, a couple years ago, they released a four pack of rogues gallery. They called it the rogues gallery as well. And it was in a, in a collector's box based on a D a, the GCPD precinct. And it actually came with an exclusive Renee Montoya figure. And famously it actually had a lot. Apparently they didn't make a whole lot of them uh, because the price of of that was originally i believe 150 dollars for five figures or something and nowadays you you'd be lucky to find it for less than less than 300 dollars. so Ooh. um yeah they are re-releasing the individual figures minus montoya they said they're not going to re-release montoya but they're at least re-releasing the villains for those that weren't able to get them in single packs in the next uh, couple months but or they may be already out by now by the time you're listening to this but um yeah just uh, love that set. Love being able to get all those figures together, and the packaging really makes it uh, really makes it look cool. On top of it, yeah, I always thought it was cool that Phantasm made the cut over like a Riddler or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was again at the time when those figures came out. Phantasm was a difficult difficult one to get on the shelves, so they uh, they did their best to try and get those re released and and out into the hands of the people that that really wanted them. Nice. All right, moving on to my number four here. This might be the biggest shock to those listening because this is a very wacky figure, other than maybe Ski Blast Robin. might be the <laughs> wackiest figure on my list, and that is the 1999 Hasbro Bat Link 
Firewall Robin figure. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love this figure. It's because we didn't uh, spoiler alert uh, for those who have not watched Batman Beyond all the way through. uh, There's never a Robin on that show. (laughs) And I know that's one of those things. There is not. The whole time you're like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we got a Robin on this show? Or at least I was because I was a big Robin fan. And for years and years, you know, the show last, the show completed its run, the toys came out, and there was never anything Robin-related, obviously, because he was never part of the show, until we got to this weird Bat-Link series, which is all, they were all, like, kind of translucent figures, and they were, like, it was, like, it was very, like, what, like, early 90s people thought the internet was going to be like. Like, (laughs) it's very, like, oh, it's cyberspace, where... One of the Jokers has uploaded himself into the internet and becomes this giant, like it's just like a giant Joker face with legs. And then there's this, <laughs> like such a, such a weird concept, very weird. And so there's a couple Batman from that set which I had, which were cool. But then the holy grail for me of of that set is they made a Robin figure. And at the time, I remember being kind of confused by it because like, why is Robin's not on that show? And does that mean he's coming to the show and the toy just came out first? Of course, that never happened. So I'm not, yep. I couldn't tell you why this figure was even made. Other than <laughs> I guess they, they didn't want to do like a fourth Batman. They didn't want to have to be like four Batmans and a giant Pac-Man Joker face. So they wanted to include one other character. But yeah, they went with a, this, this kind of cool, it's like an all red suit. He has this big like power gauntlet thing on his right shoulder um and he's he's got the cool cool spiky hair and a big green techie mask it uh it's 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 a very busy figure but uh i love that figure and again it it was really really cool to me as a kid who uh loved the batman beyond concept but always kind of wished for robin from that from from that series and never got it uh yeah this one holds a really special place in my heart and again i expect i am pretty much alone in that (laughs) But these are our list. That's a perfect example of, hey, these are this is our list. We're putting this on there. And even though this guy never actually appeared in an episode of any <laughs> DCAU thing ever, um, he did exist in this toy line. And man, I can still see that cyber threat joker or virus joker, whatever it was called. That yeah. thing, that thing pegwormed until the day that KB died and then the yes. KB toys died. And then until the day that Toys R Us died, I, I bet you there were, there were Toys R Us's that still had that <laughs> virus Joker hanging on their pegs. That thing was hideous and they refused to mark it down to like a dollar to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, yeah. Nobody wanted that hunk of crap. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, my number four is going to be uh, the only appearance from the man of tomorrow, AKA Superman on this spot, Liam. And that is going to be number four, quick change Superman from 1996 Ooh. Kenner. Uh, but wait a second. He's also tied with another appearance of Superman. And that was neutron star Superman. Also <laughs> from 1996, that goofy name. Why they didn't just call it spacesuit Superman. I have no idea, but if you, we have not covered the episode yet, but if you've seen Lobo or there's a couple of other episodes where Superman appears in a, pretty cool star labs superman space suit this is one of those suits again that made its appearance uh three different suits i believe so the deep dive suit superman uh space suit did uh 
take place also or show up on the cartoon. And then, of course, there was the anti-kryptonite suit. For some reason, they never made a proper anti-kryptonite suit, even though that was the absolute coolest suit on the show. Absolutely. Um, but uh, the the spacesuit was it was a close second to me. I think it's it's pretty dope looking. Um, it wasn't again. It wasn't true one to one look to to the what it appeared on the show. And again, he comes with giant missile launching wrist gauntlets and stuff that just make <laughs> no sense. Because but it's a children's toy, so you have to include some sort of goofy weaponry functionality. Right. Um, the the front plate of the suit comes off for some reason. Um, I don't know why they decided, and it has these two little plastic pegs that are very easily broken off. I remember yeah. that mine broke uh, pretty quickly after after purchasing it. So really, really odd choice of why. I, I guess they just yeah, I don't know. It, it's just like oh well, look, his faceplate comes off. It's like cool. So his chest is exposed and half of his head is exposed. Why didn't they just make the helmet come off? I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. The really odd choice there. But uh, back to Quick Change Superman. This was the one and only way that you could get a proper Clark Kent from the Superman the Animated Series. Yeah. Uh, and the functionality, they sort of doubled down on this this functionality that, that Kenner had been using prior with Batman. So I, they released a couple different versions of Batman that could change in back and forth into Batman uh, from Bruce Wayne. And those usually had clip on armor pieces. Well, eventually I believe it may have been even from the mask of the phantasm set. Uh, there was a Batman that they made his head, his head was spring loaded. So you could push his head down and slip a gauntlet over top of it. Liam, you owned that figure from my recollection. I did. Uh, the yes. red, red, a red and black Batman from the mask of the phantasm series. Yeah, so uh, there's like a separate piece that has like the Cape Batman's head and like a chest piece with the bat logo on it. Yep. But yeah. You can press down on, on the spring loaded Bruce Wayne head and put that Batman head and chest and Cape over top of it. And then, you would have a Batman figure. So we, I think I most mostly just used it as the Bruce Wayne didn't really care so much about because I had other Batman toys, but we didn't have, we didn't have another Bruce Wayne. So kind of similarly here on the, on the quick change Superman, I imagine we, we had plenty of Superman uh, figures, but not, we didn't have any other Clark Kent's at that time, at least not from the DCAU. Right. And I think, again, this is at a time where these figures are are being marketed. There wasn't the collectors that there are around now. So these had to be marketed specifically to children. And the thought process is a child is not going to like this is my speculation, but a child is not going to want a guy in a suit figure. That's why (laughs) they didn't make Lex Luthor in a suit. That's why they never made a Bruce Wayne in a suit. It's like kids aren't going to want to play with that. There needs to be some sort of functionality and goofiness. So that's why Lex Luthor has a giant suit of armor that he's in or Batman has clip on armor to turn into Batman. So they double down again. They use that functionality a lot. They used it for some of the movie versions of of Batman. There's a Val Kilmer Batman. There's a George Clooney Batman with the same function, Bruce Wayne to Batman. But this Superman actually was not Clark Kent to Superman because that would have been difficult because Clark Kent wears glasses, right? So how are you going to, what are you going to do? Strap, strap tiny glasses on his face? No. So that it was actually Superman to Clark Kent. So you actually got to take off. He had snap on pieces for his pants. He had khakis on and his, (laughs) His suit looked nothing like anything he ever wore. Again, he's wearing a green shirt with like a blue long sleeve Under Armour shirt underneath (laughs) of it. 
Never happened on the show. He's got a backpack, which was an ingenious way to hide the cloth cape that they included on it instead of yes. having like a plastic because it's Clark Kent with the Batman pieces. We, we were adding the Batman piece onto Bruce Wayne. The cape just attached to the to that part. Well, Superman is Superman all the time, so he's got his cape, and they didn't want to have a plastic piece to add onto it. So they have this backpack that you stuff his cloth cape into, and you take the it just really done really well. And the, the coolest function of it though was that you could raise Superman's arm up and it would pop off the Clark Kent guys and the backpack and you just have to, I guess, kind of snap off the khaki pants <laughs> at that you point. You have to do a Joe like, Bluth and just tear him off. Right, right, exactly. But uh, for the functionality and the, the cool factor of it, even though it looked nothing like the series itself, the quick change Superman, and I've spent far too much talking about this, the quick change <laughs> Superman uh, gets my number four. Great choice. Uh, yeah, let's move on to my number three here. And that is really only for one specific figure, but I'll include the the, fi- the whole pack where it uh, originally debuted. And that is the 2006 Target exclusive Mattel DC Superheroes Justice League Unlimited six pack. That is a lot of words. Woo. Um, Woo. Man. Came with, of course, <laughs> Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, because you always had to have at least two of those three in almost every multi-pack, it seemed. I think that was literally figures. a rule. That was literally a rule that they had. It had to have one, at least one or two of the original seven. Yeah, that makes sense. But then it also came with three villains, those being a completely clear or translucent Amazo figure. Okay. A Bizarro, which was cool because it was a you know the Mattel figures were a little bit smaller than the Kenner figures, so you didn't have to use your Superman, the animated series uh, Bizarro anymore. And then the big one, the one that puts it at number three on my list, and that is the JLU Doomsday figure. Oh yeah, which is just a it's a gorgeous figure. It's a perfect perfect likeness for how he looked uh, in that in that first episode in a better world which we've reviewed you can you can go back into the archives and and check out our review of that at dcaureview.com and of course probably more famously in the justice league unlimited episode the uh, the doomsday sanction i believe it's called where we get a proper superman versus doomsday fight in the middle of a uh, volcano uh and just one of the more, again, one of the more memorable episodes of that uh, of that series. And Doomsday is such an iconic villain who, honestly, has always kind of gotten the shaft when it comes to toys. There are not a lot of great Doomsday toys, and yeah. it's like they did a good job. It's like a, it's, it's all new pieces. It's a completely new mold. He's bigger than I think ever, any other figure, other than maybe the Dark Side that came out in this Mattel set. Yep. Um, and he's he's perfect like i said the likeness is perfect it's such a great figure and i remember finding this six pack in target and immediately asking my mom it was i think it was in like the end of november early december and i just said mom this this has to be my christmas present you have to get it <laughs> again i'm i'm like 13 at this point it's not like i'm seven or anything so i was maybe already getting a little too old to be that excited about a an action figure, but I was like, I got to get thing. this doomsday. <laughs> and clearly, <laughs> as we're doing this show in 2019, I now know I was I was wrong for thinking that I would ever outgrow this. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I was I was so excited to play to get it and to play with it and to eventually display it. And to me, that is that doomsday in particular. The whole set was cool, but 
that Doomsday is to me probably my favorite Mattel uh, Justice League Unlimited toy. Yeah, it, it's really good. And and like you said, so they had to do something towards the middle of that line. They decided they were starting to get more of these villains out and they had this brilliant idea. They're like, all right, well, how can we market this to people? And instead of, they were doing the three packs at the time, but some of those oversized villains, I imagine were not cost effective to get into the three packs. Yeah. So they started doing those six packs. And when those six packs came out, man, nothing was nothing was better than that like finding the new six pack on the shelf that was such a great way to get a bunch of figures out all at one time some of them were really hard to find towards the end there um there's two of them in particular two six packs that that are really to this day i believe pretty difficult to find the characters from but um yeah those six packs were were great and being able to to release such a gigantic hulking figure as as to add him to to your DCAU collection or you know your playtime, like yeah, absolutely. That's that makes a lot of sense. And you're right, this it's a spot on spot on look for him as well. Um, all right, my number three uh, here. And don't forget, we're countdown top ten here, top favorite DCAU DCAU toys of all time. Number three is going to be for me, Liam the. 1993 Batman the Animated Series Batcave slash Wayne Manor Command Center. Uh, this was, and I can remember to this day, this was a toy that we got for Christmas. Uh, our, we used to open up one present on Christmas Eve because that was a tradition or something that m- my mom decided was going to happen. And I can remember opening this Christmas Eve at our grandparents' house. And uh, it was a joint gift for me and our older brother. And it's just like... I ingrained in my brain, like taking this out of the box, what the box looks like, setting it up, putting the stickers on it. And uh, again, this is, this is a, a, a mold that was used multiple times. It actually did not originate with the Batman animated series. It originated with the Batman returns movie from 1992. So it looks nothing like the Batman, <laughs> Batman animated series, Batcave. It looks nothing like the Batman animated series, Wayne Manor. Um, but just the nostalgia feels and the, the use that we got out of it. And uh, I can remember trying to recreate what things looked like on the box. Cause they had, you know, different villains, Hank, for some reason, the villains were in the bat cave. So you had <laughs> Batman fighting the villains. One of the great coolest functionalities is there's a little, uh, little tube, essentially a little, little room that you stick a Batman figure in or a Bruce Wayne figure in and you, spin it and you if you have another batman figure on the other side it's like he transforms in it you there's a little utility belt that you strap him into and there's a molded bat batman suit on the wall and if you have your two figures you just spin it and it's like he's transformed into batman and even though that never happened on the, <laughs> on the animated series <laughs> it's a great function um yeah and, and on the back side there was some sort of like i guess it was supposed to be like a villain layer or something i think it matched up with sort of a sewer type area for penguin from the batman returns movie so again it didn't have much functionality for the batman animated series but it had a little catwalk that you could drop a piece off of and batman was supposed to be hanging from so get it, it even added a little bit of functionality for a villain layer or an additional place to have a battle uh with your it, with your playtime but uh yeah that batman bat cave is uh is iconic it takes up a lot of room uh when it's spread <laughs> out but you could fold it up into a nice little carrying thing and, uh, and i i'd be I'd be remiss not to mention the fact that the skylights for Wayne yes. Manor had the breakaway skylights uh, that you could drop figures through. Uh, I 
can't tell you how many different figures I had dropped through that skylight uh, over the years. But uh, yeah, that that hits me right in the feels thinking about Batman the animated series. So uh, number three is is the Batcave slash Wayne Manor Command Center. Awesome choice. Uh, moving on to my number two is the 1999 Hasbro Batman Beyond series Power Cape Batman. And this Ooh, was nice. This was uh, sort of at the time they hadn't really made just like a spot on normal Batman. They made yep. a couple others that were similar enough. And there was a re-release of one of the other ones in the return of the Joker set that was like mm-hmm. translucent and had the black costume with the red bat. But again, it may because... or may not be my pick for number two, but <laughs> spoiler alert. But, uh, but this, this one, the power cape Batman was a, a spot on uh, a depiction of that classic Batman beyond suit. And it came with uh, most of the pieces for Batman beyond toys. And from my memory, were all plastic or rubber. And these came with cloth wings that had little plastic clips that you could click clip onto his wrists. Also came yep. with little uh, like little things of fire that you could uh, snap onto his ankles to sort of uh, recreate the the rocket the the rocket exhaust coming out of his boots. Um, and it's really yep. it's just a really nice figure, and especially for that 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 to me, you know, that suit is probably when I think of Batman Beyond, I think of him with the wings stretched out and, and, and flying through through the futuristic Gotham and to have just such a spot on uh, recreation of that figure uh, and recreator of that, of that suit and that, in that, that series. Uh, that's, that's my number two. It's, it's pretty perfect. That is tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually looking at a picture of it right now uh, with dual battering and dr- jet thrusters. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, tremendous yeah i remember uh i i don't remember where we found it but that was another one of those because yeah because they hadn't released it that suit in the actual suit it was difficult to find um i remember finding that and i also remember finding the terry mcginnis batman uh also in target which was a which was a great figure also and nice didn't 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 have any sort of you know basis in real cartoonism it was a like a weird cyber suit or something (laughs) with like a helmet that didn't match up but it had the terry mcginnis head so it was pretty cool um all right now liam uh on to my number two and that will be you actually touched on it briefly and that would be future night batman um so when batman beyond debuted and of course future night batman was from the original series uh 1999 hasbro batman beyond series so when batman beyond debuts uh, of course, when a new cartoon debuted, uh, the first thing you wanted to do was rush out and get a figure to play with it. And these figures, uh, I don't know if it was just because of the popularity of the show. Again, if it was the time, it was distribution issues or whatever it was. But finding these on the shelves were incredibly hard at the start. And I remember the first time we found Batman Beyond figures, uh, we found the Lightning Storm Batman Beyond, which is yes. uh, a decent figure. Um, but does not look like the Batman Beyond suit. He's got these like <laughs> lightning effects on him. It's a blue, like sky blue colored. He's got these weird like big shoulder pads. Yes, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't look like the Batman Beyond suit. So I remember like we 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 got it. Our I think our dad bought it for us, and uh, we still kept an eye out for these other figures. And it was a time where 
which is maddening to me that they don't do this anymore. But if you flip on the back of the, the packaging, you could see the other other figures that were scheduled to be released or that were in the series. And the future night Batman was on this list. And again, there was no plain black Batman, like you said, that had been released. It wasn't a black suit, but there was this blue suited sort of translucent figure, um, this dark blue figure with these giant red wings. And it's like, that's the figure that I want. And I remember when we finally found it, getting it, I believe we actually found it. Somebody had stashed it. Like we found somebody stashed because <laughs> that was the thing that people did and probably maybe still do. Um, at like Toys R Us's back in the day. And then like at target, you, you had to f- hide these figures so that you could come back and get them or collectors would store them on the shelves or maybe employees that work there that planned on buying them later that would store them high on the shelves so that you couldn't find them. So we found this, this Batman high on top of a shelf and, remember just holding it and being so excited to get it home. And uh, the cool thing about the translucent part of it is that it sort of matches the the, sort of the invisibility aspect of the, the Batman beyond suit. Um, It fits it really well. And of course you had the removable Cape. Uh, You could take the capes on and off the, uh, the, the Cape was a little certainly larger than it appeared in the show. Um, So it didn't function exactly how it was supposed to, but, and it came two additional like weird, cyber swords or something again (laughs) that weird 2000 era where the future is going to be everything's going to have the word cyber in it um so but regardless it was a it's a great figure it's a great it looks great and uh they did re-release it later in the return of the joker line with a with a black color scheme that matches obviously much better to the the cartoon itself but this one is iconic for me because it was that first time you had an incarnation of the terry mcginnis batman you could start playing with it and being you know your your playtime is like all right we're here now i can use this batman beyond uh it and 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 he looks like batman beyond <laughs> yes absolutely that's 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 a great one yeah they re-released that uh that one a few times i remember i think there's a green one as well that has like circuitry going up his arms and stuff so a lot Sounds of, right. A lot, a lot of those uh, those Batman Beyonds, I'm sure, got re-released with different color schemes. As as was that was kind of Kenner's mo. We haven't yep. really touched on that, but pretty much any figure that we've talked about on our lists was probably re-released with a different paint job within six months of uh, the one we talked about. So that was a, that was <laughs> definitely regular regular, occurrence. but with a different name. It had some sort of different name. <laughs> yes, they would come with a different name for the exact same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> same weapons or, or costume but that uh that'll bring us towards our end i do have a couple honorable mentions before i get to my number one cal go for you it know, you ha- i know you have some as well my honorable mentions are one is the hasbro batman beyond street to sky batmobile from 1999 uh so the funny part was it's like the idea is it's the regular the street part of it looks exactly like the classic Batman Beyond Batmobile. And then it would also have this functionality to like turn into a big jet with like these big red and yellow gaudy wings. (laughs) Because everything had to have a gaudy functionality to it. Yes. And also like (laughs) it could like shoot red discs out of the center of it for some reason. But uh, but it was either way, it was still awesome because, like I said, you put it in the quote unquote street function and it was just the class. It was just what you wanted, which was the Batman Beyond Batmobile. And uh, I was a big fan of that. So that's one of my honorable mentions. And then my other one is for the 1998 Kenner New Batman Adventures 
Hydrojet Nightwing. Which oh, nice. Came with uh, as we see him drive at least once or twice in the series. Nightwings. Uh, he had a motorcycle and for some reason a jet ski, and that was how he got around <laughs> on the water. I, I don't know why, but uh, there's there's at least one or two episodes where he's where he's driving this jet ski and. While the figure does not look like the normal Nightwing, it's actually a pretty cool design. It's a blue suit with kind of a silver bird. And he's wearing like a, a breather, a rebreather mask. And uh, yeah, it was just cool again to have another vehicle from uh, that we'd seen on the show. Uh, and those are those are my two honorable mentions. Nice. Those are those are good ones. Uh, mine. Well, I have two as well. One is a little more obscure. Uh, and that is actually going to be the 2000 Burger King Batman <laughs> Beyond Blight figure. That's right. Nice. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a it's a happy meal toy. Well, not a happy meal toy because that's McDonald's, but Burger King kids meal toy. The uh, mighty kids meal. I believe that's right. Called at the time. And now this thing, not only is it the best incarnation of blight that we've had to this day, as far as <laughs> figures go. Uh, yeah, that says a lot about that figure. That character is so toyetic and we've never had a great blight figure. The best blight figure was made for a freaking Burger King kids meal. Like that tells yep. you a lot. What's going on DC? What's, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, now, Batman Beyond did have a Blight figure. We never owned it, but there is a Blight figure from the Batman Beyond series, and we touched well, on that. Like he's uh, nude. Yep. He's not wearing any clothes. He's naked. Uh, yeah. Don't don't get it. Doesn't look anything like him. Uh, does It's not the bright green figure that, we, that they should have made. Just bad. But uh, the figure actually from the Burger King comes on a glow-in-the-dark stand, and he himself is glow-in-the-dark, and he had a light functionality. You squeezed his legs. So he has the Derek Powers sort of outside uh, skin, and then you squeeze his <laughs> legs together, and his head lights up, and his arms move up, therefore shooting off the Derek Powers. So similar to that Bruce Wayne quick-change Superman type thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it was... It, it was the only blight figure they made. Uh, we were able to get it cut off of the stand at some point. I think we just used an exacto blade and cut it off the stand. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually a functional blight figure for our for our playtime with uh, Batman Beyond. So kudos to uh, Burger King or the, the the executives over Burger King for making a gosh darn toy that Kenner and slash Hasbro can never make. <laughs> uh, slash DC Collectibles. Looking at you, DC Collectibles. Right. Um, Come on, guys. Seriously, what is happening? And the other, the other one would be uh, Power Glider Robin. Uh, that was from the original Batman the animated series. We touched on that briefly. Again, it doesn't. It uses the mold from the Batman Returns Robin, which was based on the Tim Drake Robin, which was based on a appearance from one of the one of the Wayans brothers, who was originally cast as Robin in the Batman Returns movie, and then never made it in, um, yes. which is why that figure had a flat top but had white skin, which is weird. Yep. Uh, going back and looking at that, that's seriously Google that if you have have some time. That's an interesting uh, interesting decision that they made. But uh, yeah, that figure near and dear. Of course, you had your Batman from that series, and you had had to have your Robin. And that that glider Robin was, I believe, I got that very quickly after i got uh what will be my number one on my list in here in just a few seconds uh but uh, near and dear and iconic and is also i i believe you got it for me mint on card uh at a comic book show or something and uh is, is a part of my batman cave uh hanging in my, my batman the animated series collection so uh yeah near and dear to me there so with that liam brings us to our number one 
Yep, and my number one is the Kenner Batman, Batman Mask of the Phantasm from 1994. That set, the retro Batman figure from that Whoa. set. Oh, what a beautiful figure. Yeah, so again, if you've said, if, assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen Mask of the Phantasm. One of, if not the most iconic moments in that movie is we get to see Bruce Wayne suit up in the bat suit for the first time. Yep. And, the, you know, Alfred hands him the mask. He puts the mask on. He's all in shadow. And we get this this reaction from Alfred where he, you know, he says, my God, as he looks at him in the suit. And we see, you know, the birth of the Batman. And it's funny because in in that shot in the movie, it's kept very dark. It's almost entirely it's very low lit at all, but there were trading cards that came out at the time mm-hmm. that were, they sort of brightened up all of the shots, I guess. So you could see more of what was going on. And I think and, some of it was based on like artwork that was done for the, for the movie as well. Like it was okay. pre-production artwork also. That could, that, that was probably part of it too. But uh, so they, so, and you could see that he is in the same, that his original bat suit which is also the suit he he wore in the flashbacks of the Robin's Reckoning episodes, which we actually just recently reviewed. Yeah. You can find those in the DCAUreview.com in the archives. Uh, and it's a very, it's a unique suit. It's kind of between the Justice, the suit he ends up wearing in Justice League and the new Batman Adventure suit. So a little bit of Batman Year One and a little bit of like the Dick Sprang era or even previous to that, even like the the Bill Finger, Bob Kane era Batman. It's kind of a bunch of different amalgams of things. The ears are longer. He's just got, there's no yellow oval around the bat. He's got the pocket belt. And uh, it's just an awesome, awesome moment in that, in that movie and, and in the flashbacks in Robin's Reckoning. And so to have that immortalized so perfectly in a figure uh, was just so cool. And I always remember thinking this was probably one of, one of if not the coolest toys that we had in in all of our collections between you me and uh, our other siblings i just always always loved this toy and thought it was so cool and i remember even when when justice league first started up prior to mattel bringing out those first justice league figures i remember playing with with this one because it was the closest thing to a justice league batman we had because he had the longer years oh yeah so, that one. so uh, it uh, it also served some functionality there but it's a really great figure um like I said, it's it's a pretty spot on. They use sort of like a like a metallic blue gray rather than just the more muted gray that was probably more accurate. Yep. But that's that's a very minor complaint on my part. It's it's such a perfect figure and and uh, yeah, that's that's my number one on my list. It's it's my favorite figure from possibly my favorite single moment from from any DCAU property when he when he puts that suit on for the first time. Yeah, it's it's a it's an iconic look to the figure, and you're right. It was cool to be able to do that, and I believe that the suit makes an additional appearance in the mechanic episode, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, it's a flashback right. in the mechanic episode. So you know, if you wanted to do the flashback to that, or you know, with Harold the mechanic, or Harold, I think his name is Harold. Is that right? I think so yeah. Yeah, Harold the mechanic. Um, you know, you could you could do that with that figure, but yeah, that's an iconic figure. And the great thing about that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the figure has the old style utility belt as well with the pouches on it. Yes, correct. It has the the pockets too. Yeah. So it was a pretty much a 
complete new mold well for the most part and and the figure itself has like a wheel on the back that you spin its hand and it spins some sort of like i don't know with knives on samurai (laughs) Samurai (laughs) something that didn't make a whole lot of sense but the head's the head is a modified new mold from the original batman um head sculpt and then the the fact that they went they didn't just paint uh, a normal belt one of the the regular belts a different color they gate they actually molded these pouches onto it really really cool and something that when when we mentioned that so many of these figures were just cut and paste repaint didn't matter if the figure had pouches or straps on it sometimes <laughs> they just painted over the straps or you know pretended like they weren't there basically so right. for them to go into much so much detail and being being willing to mold something different on to do a separate mold for this figure was was really cool and made really makes that figure iconic and, and a really cool incarnation of that that look of batman definitely that brings me to my number one liam which um you know this is not shocking if you're a collector of the dcau or you have any sort of nostalgic feelings towards batman the animated series or it's or it's toys uh you you will recognize this figure and that would be my number one, which is Combat Belt Batman. Um, this is your standard gray and black. This is the how he looks on the show. And I can yep. remember getting this for my birthday. I guess it probably would have been uh, birthday 1992-ish, I guess. Um, so, you know, maybe 93. Uh, hard to say. Probably, probably 92 though. So four or five years old with this figure. And he comes with a, he has the standard suit, but then he has this additional clip on utility belt with a grappling hook and, uh, bat cuffs and a batarang. And, uh, the, the, he has the launcher launches like a, like a grappling hook, but it also launches the batarang also. And, uh, the, everything about this figure from the packaging like we, we didn't even go into the packaging and the art design on on those original batman the animated series figures but it's so iconic and it looks so cool um yeah i, I have gone back and purchased a couple of these just to have mint on card and to, and to put on display and they just look cool up against the wall that red packaging that red to orange sort of skyline of gotham uh behind the actual figure on the picture and then the the classic batman animated series logo with the batman just the eyes and the the cape swooped up in the upper left hand corner and then you have this hand-drawn sort of representation of whatever the toy and the toy function is in the right hand corner really 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 well done and then you flip it over and you look at all the other figures that are available in the series and everything about that combat batman figure is why i wanted to do this episode basically (laughs) that that and the the crime squad commercial i think um it's just the feeling that I have thinking about holding that figure and the toy and there, again, the DC collectibles figures have knocked these incarnations out of the park. Or actually I would say combat Batman is probably better than the DC collectibles version of the, the Batman, the animated series Batman, just because they messed up the logo. And every time I look at the figure on the DC collectibles version, the yeah. logo is the 89 Batman logo as opposed to the Batman, the animated series logo. But um, you, you could make an argument. Mondo toys has put out these, these gigantic figures. Um, they're, I think they're, one one fourth or one sixth collectibles that are just spot on representations of these you know these animated animated figures and they look like they're jumping right off the screen so they probably take the edge on on 
comparison to what they actually looked like and certainly the coolness factor. Um, even the recent DC Collectibles hardack version of, of Batman the Animated Series is really, really good. But this Ooh, one yeah. holds, a, holds a place in my heart just for the time. Uh, the certainly being able to play and and the functionality of it and the way that it looks it's the classic batman and this is the this is the coup like other than like there's a robin vehicle that is very hard to find because there's a there's a fire the rob the robin rumbler or whatever it is uh is very hard to find because of there was a fire at kenner and melted the they lost the mold for it or something like that so there's very few that were made but this is like the 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 coup de grave of 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 getting of, of collecting of the Batman animated series. Finding one of these mint on card is very expensive, and uh, certainly an investment well over a hundred dollars uh, to invest in a in a good good Batman animated series combat Batman. But they are iconic. Every figure from that series, the packaging, everything about it. I love that figure so much, and uh, that figure will always hold a place near and dear to my heart, uh, which is why it is my number one. Great, yeah, great choice, and I think uh, we we're obviously we're giant nerds. We love all this stuff, and any almost any one of these from ten to one probably could have been number one on our lists on a on a different sure. day, depending on you know what what in particular we were feeling nostalgic for on on that day. But yeah, I think these this is uh, this has been great and uh, really really fun trip down memory lane. Just looking at again, just a small sample size of of the history of uh, DCAU related action figures. We could probably someday do a volume two of this and, and come <laughs> up with another 20 or 30 uh-huh, figures to mention, but I would love yeah, it. Yeah. I think <laughs> this, this, we might, uh, maybe, maybe next black Friday, that'll be, that'll be volume two or something. But uh, yeah, this, love is, this has been a lot of fun and uh, great, great, great fun for us. And we hope for, for you listening as well. Absolutely. Uh, so don't forget if uh, maybe this is your first time listening to us, first time listening to us for a while, you can hear brand new episodes of the DCAU review every Saturday at 10 Eastern or 9 Central. That's right. And then, uh, of course, those episodes, we break down a classic DCAU cartoon, whether it's so far we've covered every series except Justice League Unlimited. Uh, so you can check that out at DCAUreview.com. But we review an episode. We go over it. We give it a score. We break it down into a couple of different categories that we have individual scores for and then give an overall score. So make sure you go back and check those out. We have uh, we have over 80 episodes available in the archives. Uh, so swing back and check those out. You can, we're also available on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or, of course, Spotify. Uh, there's probably a lot of other ones out there. You just Google us, DCAU Review, and you can, can find us streaming on a podcast app there. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we would love to hear your feedback, wouldn't we, Liam? Absolutely. And you can find us at DCAU Review on Twitter. Uh, I do all the tweeting there. So definitely tweet me with your feedback on this show. Toys you remember, toys you still collect now. Love hearing from people on, on this subject, especially because I think everyone has their own, uh, their own great stories about why they collect it, why it's special to them, what they love about it. Love hearing about that. You can also find us on Instagram at DCAU Review. And uh, leave a comment on our, on our post about this episode. There again, give us your your picks, your top your top favorites, and ones that you have memories of. And uh, if you could explain what the hell that Batlink line was to me, uh, 
please get in contact with me ASAP because I'm really confused by it to this day. <laughs> How awesome. What a great Christmas gift it would be if like a former counter executive found, <laughs> found this podcast and was able to reach out to us and give us the, the lost story of the Batman Beyond Batling climb. Like, man, That's that, a white whale now. That, <laughs> it would be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Adios. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel and the Joker got away. Hustle in tree, busting out I go, laughing all the way.